0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Wadlads Super Rugby Preview Show for round two. Thanks for all the feedback last week. This could have actually been a one-off show, but we've got some really good feedback from it. So we are here again, and we do have the man who thought he was only coming on for the very first show, but he is roped in for the season, Tom Marshall. Hey, bro. Oh,
1: I'm back. Hey, thanks for having me back on there. Absolutely loved uh, parking up <laughs> over the weekend and watching about five or six games of code.
0: Mate, did you get five or six games in? I know the timings are good over there in Japan.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I did. I um, we we had the weekend off, so and it was a rainy day on the Saturday. So I literally, I was I was told the missus that I've got to do some model ad research and um, parked <laughs> up on the sofa and just absolutely loved it. Right,
0: <laughs> that is living. <laughs> Your analysis is going to be right on. Who, which team stood out for you? <laughs> yeah, um,
1: yeah. There's a couple of a couple of good matches um, in the weekend. Obviously, Crusaders were were a class above. I thought all the other teams, um, they're going to be bloody tough to beat again this week. You know, just when things get tough, they just go to their set piece and their set piece is just so good. Yeah, you know, Defending rolling malls, it's like they're, they're almost impossible to barge over. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to be a very tough side to beat.
0: What did you make of the Canes? I thought the Canes were, had their chance in that game and didn't capitalise on a few key moments which sort of cost them. But like you say, the Crusaders were clinical.
1: Yeah, no, the Hurricanes were there or thereabouts. Um, I thought they showed a lot of grit to kind of hang in there for for the whole eighty. Um, they were pretty unlucky with a couple of tries that you know were a bit of a, a coin toss could have gone either way in a crucial stage of the match where they probably lost a little bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. But um, it was good to see them score a few late tries and they look tough. You know, they'll they'll be they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, I think certainly with the return of TJ a little bit more direction maybe, no, no disrespect to Boofy, he's a great player but TJ's world class isn't he and he's going to add that a little bit more.
0: Yeah and interesting you talk about the key decisions, Ben May on Monday in the Water Lab podcast That's he, he's in, that he did not touch that ball, he reckons he didn't touch it.
1: <laughs> yeah well there you go, I, I believe Bama eh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you did talk up the Chiefs uh, last week, you thought they were had a really good side and you thought they were going to beat the Highlanders pretty easy, which they did, so um, fair play to you on that one, but they were impressive, eh?
1: Yeah, the Chiefs looked pretty good. Um, I think have a, they got a few issues, obviously, at set-piece time. Line-out wasn't functioning, um, and their scrum was pretty average as well. So to win comfortably there on, on the back of that is, is good signs, but they'll look to make a few improvements in their areas. Um, on the flip side, I thought the, the Highlanders... Um, you know, they looked a little bit average at stages. Um, their defence looked a little bit little bit leaky, which is um, unusual. And I just wonder whether or not um, being away from Forsyth Bar will have a big impact on them because, you know, they usually go there. They're a momentum-based team. They get Aaron Smith quick ball. The, the zoo gets them behind them. You know, any kind of turnovers, it's bang, bang, bang. And once they get the momentum up, it's massive. And then without a crowd... Um, the momentum swings aren't, aren't as obvious.
0: Oh, yeah, fair enough. And what uh, Aussie team stood out for you? Any of the Australian teams or the drewer? I know you quite like the drewer leading into it, but they would have let you down. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, absolutely heartbroken with the drawer. Um But, no, it was really awesome to see them back in the, the competition. Like, having a look at the crowd, you saw the amount of Fijians that come out and s- support them. And that's, you know, that's what Fijians and Pacific Island Rugby Nation's all about. You know, they get out and they support um, their team's playing. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty disappointing performance from the draw, I think. But, you know, it was always mm-hmm. going to be a tough ask coming back into the competition. Um, and on the flip side, I thought the Waratahs were actually pretty good. I was pleas- pleasantly surprised. You, your mate's, uh, he's right on there.
0: <laughs> yeah, big Dave he talked about their attack and, he did not let us down, so fair play, Dave Parecki. But I think a few of those Drewer players were pretty keen on the Waterlad Niggle Goat of the Week award. Geez, they were all into it.
1: Yeah, I completely forgot about them. They should be they should be right up there by the end of the season, I imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah, they might get the top 15 spots looking at that game. But going on the Waterlad Awards, um, Lad of the Week, did you see who won that? Lester Fayanuku. he took the three points. Any arguments there?
1: No, like we said last week, everyone loves a try scorer, eh? Three tries. Um, He he Mm. looks lively, doesn't he? He's carrying on his Mitre 10 Cup form. I I really like him on the wing as well. He's explosive, but what I really like about him is he really wants to get his hands on the ball, so he's always sniffing around, and he's such a big body, so five metres out from the try line, um, he's hard to stop.
0: Yeah, he's putting some real pressure on the All Black wingers. The, the two in the Crusaders and all the other wingers around New Zealand, I feel like he's going to be a real hard man to leave out this year.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, particularly in the Crusaders, like it's such a highly contested um, position at the moment. Poor old Bridgie um, has dropped down to the bench to make way for Reese this weekend, so it's going to create some uh, very interesting competition.
0: Yeah, 100 And Peter Gus got the two points.
1: Yeah, Peter Gus. He he, he was everywhere. Um, the old Fiji enduro probably could have used with him in the weekend. But no, he he carries hard. Um, you know, he's a big ball carrier, mm. and he looks fit. I don't know whether he's lost a little bit of weight this season, but he was he was getting a big frame around the park.
0: Shit, yeah. And what did you make of the hurdle play on?
1: <laughs> oh, it's such a tough one. I I don't know. I don't know what the rugby law is. Um, you might not have to get Ben O'Keefe back on here to discuss that
0: the refs have come out and said that it should have been a penalty
1: yeah I think by the letter of the law it should be a penalty but I just can't see that being a penalty Like,
0: nah, that.
1: he gets so low that it's not even a hurdle it's more of just a <laughs> running stride
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I reckon that's play on all day
0: <laughs> yeah oh, I agree I thought that was interesting cool them coming out and saying that um, and the last two one-pointers were Geordie Barrett, who was massive, massive influence on that Kane side, and Harry Wilson. Good to see an Aussie pick up some points.
1: Yeah, no, Geordie had a had a massive game. Um, obviously, we, we discussed him last week being captain, uh, the obvious choice for captain in fantasy team, and he didn't disappoint. He's absolutely everywhere. Um, you know, he, he plays with his heart on his sleeve, and he gets so many touches. And I think that's exactly what the... Hurricanes team, they, they need him getting the ball as much as possible because he is such a big influence on the game, and I thought he was outstanding. What did you think of big Harry Wilson?
0: Yeah, Harry was class. I only saw the first half, but um, he was into everything, and big, strong man, eh? I hadn't seen a lot of him play, but he was pretty impressive, and I was sort of wondering why it was so expensive on fantasy um Before the round, but afterwards, oh, I can see why he racks up the points he 's a They use him a lot and he 's a big, strong man with some good skills, so looking forward to watching him and I might be trying to upgrade um one of my guys to him later on in the year mm. uh your ladder predictions something I want to chuck out there um after that round one, I know it 's early days, but what are you sort of predicting um from the ladder this year? I know it 's top eight, so there's only four teams that are going to miss out on the top eight, yep. which is Pretty unique. Um, you, the start of the year isn't really going to matter. I don't feel like home advantage is going to make a big difference in the back end of the competition like it usually does, especially if there's no crowds like we've talked about and um, especially if they're in a bubble. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how these quarterfinals play out.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Top eight, um, I actually quite like it. I think it's a, a good dynamic. keeps competition um a lot more um, competitive. You know, teams will have a lot more to play for. So um, teams that will miss out, obviously only four teams. Um, I can't see the drill, Mo- Moana featuring. Um, I think the, the Rebels will miss out. And in the last spot, it's going to be out of the Force and the, the Highlanders, I think, for me.
0: Oh, Highlanders.
1: Which is a big call. I think the Tars will sneak through.
0: Jeez, that's a huge call. And the Force? Over the Highlanders, huge. Uh,
1: Force or Highlanders will be going toe to toe. I think.
0: Wow. No, I didn't. I didn't think any Kiwi teams will be going close.
1: I think. I think the Highlanders will, will just sneak in there.
0: There is a huge advantage for the Aussie teams. They do play each other the first nine rounds, where the Kiwi sides have to play each other for the first nine rounds. Then they only get five crossovers. So. You could be right, there is a disadvantage for the worst Kiwi team, but I don't think the Highlanders will not be making the quarterfinals. I couldn't see that.
1: So, what have you gone for the Aussie team? Who do you think will miss out?
0: I think it will be the first three. You said Moana, Drua, Rebels, and I think the Force. Yeah, fair enough. But um, this week's games, looking ahead into the preview stuff, here we go. Um, first game Friday night Highlanders versus the Crusaders. What's your prediction here? You've talked up the Crusaders already. You've talked down the Highlanders already. (laughs) This could be 100.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I don't think it will be 100. Don't get me wrong, Highlanders are very well coached and they'll come out to play every week, but I've I've gone the Crusaders by 20.
0: Oh, huge. Yeah, hard to argue, but I do think it might be a little bit closer than that. I think the Highlanders, back at Foresight Bar, um, yeah, I feel like they'll be pretty disappointed. Shane Christie will be right in one with the boys D, so I feel like they'll be coming in hard this week, and that should be a good game. I feel like it might be a sort of 12-pointer to the Crusaders, but I think it's going to be pretty close for a while. Who's the players you've got to watch?
1: I followed Thomas Umangu-Jensen for the Landers. Yeah. Um, he came off the bench last weekend, and I couldn't believe the size of him. He is absolutely huge. Big man. I not his shorts were... <laughs> extra small, but man, he was looking like a big unit. And I yeah. think um I think look look out for him for gain line. Um and over the ball as well. He's so strong in that um jackal position. So I think he'll he'll have a big impact in the midfield.
0: I highlighted him too, actually. Um runs a great line, but like you said, he is a massive human. So um poor old Fergus Burke will have some tough tackles to make with him running those hard lines that he likes to run. So yeah, I'm like you, looking forward to seeing him out there. Other one I went was Sevu Reese, like we talked about at the start with Leicester's form. A lot of pressure on Sevu this year um, and George Bridge, so I feel like none of these guys can have an off night with the pressure on. So I'm looking forward to him getting out there and putting on a Sevu Reese performance that we've seen in the past.
1: Yeah, for the Crusaders off gone. Mitch Drummond, um, he gets a nod at halfback this weekend. Um, he came off the bench last weekend and He's looking really sharp, obviously. he's He's been around a while and he's been sniffing on the kind of All Blacks door for a little bit. Um, he'll be looking forward to getting a start and um, putting his best foot forward this weekend. I won't be highlighting Pablo Matera this weekend. Um, <laughs> he only got me two fantasy rugby points. I can't help but feel slightly responsible. I gave him massive build-ups and he's probably listening to the podcast and it might have been a little bit too much pressure for the man, so...
0: That's a lot of pressure to put on a man who's just come from the other side of the world playing his first super rugby game and he's been <laughs> lauded as one of the greatest fantasy rugby players of all time by yourself. And lots of guys I know brought him in because of your your call there, but um a lot were let down.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't great for me. It's um almost as bad as my, my resold shout, but um I'm sure we'll <laughs> touch on that later in a bit.
0: <laughs> Negative too. Anyway, uh, next game, Waratahs versus the Reds. What's your prediction there?
1: Yeah, I think this will be one of the contests of the round. Mm. I'm looking forward to this game. I think it will be a really give us a good indication of where the Tars are at and likewise where the Reds are at as well. But um, I, I think the Reds will just sneak this one. Uh, they have a few points in it.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be quite a high-scoring game, this one. Uh thought the Waratahs attack was good, like, We've spoken about. Thought the Reds showed enough that they um, they can put some points on as well. Um, I feel like it's going to be a high scoring game, and I think the Reds are going to win roughly to ten to fifteen points. But um, matchup I've gone for is the Battle of the Nines. I thought Gordon was massive last week, racked up the fantasy points, but he looked really sharp, um, quick across the ground. Loved the way snipe and going up against the best halfback in Australia, uh, Tate McDermott. I thought he was classy in the weekend too. Uh, didn't quite cross over to fantasy, but um, yeah, looking forward to that matchup. They're both going to be key men for their sides this weekend. Who'd you go?
1: Yeah, I've, I've got half an eye on Jock Campbell for the Reds. Um, good young fullback coming through. I think this might be his third or second year of Super Rugby, and he's an elusive runner. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he progresses. And I know he'll be a big cog for this this young rig. Red side moving mm, forward.
0: You've got a good eye for a fullback, so that's a big shout-out for him. Looking forward to seeing him get no fantasy <laughs> point. <laughs> and the brumbies a game. This will be good. Be good to see what they learned from their last week. Um, what's your prediction in this one?
1: Um, yeah, I think I've gone Brumbies by 30, I think, 30-plus. Uh, I think the Drawer really struggled at set-piece time, and that's an area that, the Brumbies excelling, so I can see them scoring multiple tries off a off a rolling ball.
0: Yeah, that's a good shout about this set piece. I feel like the Brumbies, yeah, their hooker. Who is their hooker this weekend? I think he's the player you've highlighted. Who is that?
1: Yeah, that's my highlighted player. Um, it's young Lachlan Lonergan, 22-year-old. I think this might be his first start this weekend. Um, so, you know, if I still had a left nut, I'd definitely put that on him getting a try off the
0: back of the mall. <laughs> Where's <laughs> your left nut?
1: <laughs> oh, mate, that's long gone. <laughs> um, but, no, it's it's good to see a couple of brothers back out in the park. Lachlan's actually the younger brother of Ryan, who's getting a rare start in the number nine jersey as Nick Watt shifts to the bench.
0: True. Oh, good stuff. The the player I highlighted was Salawa from the Drua, the open side flanker. I know he's played a bit of Fijian sevens, and I thought he was impressive. He was busy. He got stuck into it, made a lot of tackles, and he was one of the shining lights for me from that draw side. So I'm looking forward to seeing him back that up, and I feel like he's going to have his work cut out again in the tackle front against the Brumbies. So um, see if he can back up that workload and get stuck into some of these Brumbies boys. But the next game, the big one, the one we've all been waiting for, the Blues versus the Hurricanes. Um, What's your prediction on this one? TAB have got this wrong, in my opinion. Way too short for the Blues.
1: Yeah, I thought I think it'll be a very close game. Um everyone's excited to see the Blues um back in action and we've seen their lineup and it was pretty much as we as we talked about last week, so it's going to be exciting and there's a few matchups there, but um I think the Blues will be narrowly too good.
0: Yeah, I feel like it could be one of those games I talked about last week where um a couple of key moments will win or lose this game, but I feel like the Hurricanes after their game from the weekend have showed enough. I feel like they're gonna um, come on top of this one, but um, if I was a TAB, I'd probably have them even odds. Definitely not a dollar thirty to three dollars or whatever it is. But and the matchup I've gone for this one is the one that the whole country is probably looking forward to. Um, So much talk about it, so much hype around it, but Roger, two of us, a shake up against Julian Severe, the bus, who I thought looked really sharp last weekend on the wing. Everything he did was really accurate, Um, and, yeah, he looked looked like he had a real spring in his step, so looking forward to seeing him move into 12, see how he goes up against Roger, who's no doubt going to be in for a test. Um, A lot of hype around him like we've talked about. It's going to be interesting to see how he makes his D reads, all the little intricacies of the game. Um the clean out. I'll be watching him with a bit of a player cam just to see how he goes. What do you make about that matchup?
1: Yeah, it's um it's a hell of a way to make your debut for for rog. Um the big bus be <laughs> running around in his <laughs> channel um, all day, I'd imagine. Um so no, it's it's definitely a, a, a great matchup and I think a lot of eyes will be on Roger to see to see how he um yeah, see how he plays. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and what what players are you looking at for?
1: Um, yeah, I've I've got my eyes on Zahn Sullivan. Um, I spoke about him last week as potentially being a dark horse, uh, maybe a, a bolter for India Tour. Um, I think he's going to play a big part in this blue squad moving forward. And um, what I like about him is he's got a, a massive left boot, and you know what it's like when you play against teams that, that have a left and a right foot option. Um, it just creates so much more space for the attack. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he uh, progresses this season.
0: Mm, good shout. Anyone from the Canes? Good to see Jonty back on the wing after you spoke about him as a um, top try scorer. Um, he gets his chance second week. He could be he could be right on there.
1: Yeah, I've actually um, got Jonty down as my highlighted player. Um, really, really excited to see him back in the starting lineup, I thought. His form last year was outstanding. You know, he knows his way to the trial line and i um, looking forward to him going toe-to-toe against a couple of really classy wingers in the blue squad. I think he's marking Caleb Clark, so that'll be one hell of a matchup as well.
0: Yeah, some real good matchups on the wing. Hoosin was impressive last week too, up against Mark Talia. We know how good he is. We spoke about him last week, but... Some of those back matchups in that game is going to be next level, even uh, Bailey Sullivan uh, zahn's brother, I thought he was really sharp when he came off the bench against the Crusaders last week so moving into center for the injury of Billy Proctor I um, looking forward to seeing how he goes there
1: yeah 100 percent he looks like a, a good young talent and you know he's up against Riku Uwani in the weekend so that'll be uh, a really good test for the lead
0: yep and the last game that's on is Rebels versus the force. What's your prediction on this one?
1: Gone the force um, on top on this one. They were bloody unlucky last weekend. I don't know if you saw the game, but um, they pretty much mm-hmm. won the game on the, the 78th minute and then failed to exit properly and <laughs> the Premier yeah. scored on, on full-time. It was absolutely coach killer. But um, no, I thought they they looked good in, in patches of the game and... and um, also, thought the Rebels looked, looked pretty average. So, I think it'll be a close game, but I think the, the force will get on top.
0: Yeah, I'm going force uh, 1 to 12 with you there as well. I think, it, like you say, they showed some good patches last week. Uh, thought Mata Ali was good on the wing. Looking forward to watching him. He's my player to watch again this week. Looking pretty fit, um, looked dangerous, big man, strong man. So, I um, and Tony Pulu on the other wing, a couple of Kiwis, um, playing some good, exciting footy.
1: Yeah, good shot. Who'd you go? Um, I've gone to the engine room for the match up this week. Um, I've gone Matt Phillips and Isaac Rodder. a couple of uh, big units contesting the the Wallabies locked spots. Um, you know, Phillips is a, a big workhorse and he's he's been around a while. He's he's nothing flash, but he carries hard and gets through a ton of work. And Roder's back from a, a stint overseas. I think he was at Leon last season, so. He's back to the force where he made his debut last week and had a man-of-the-match performance getting through a ton of work. So um, looking forward to those two big rigs going at it.
0: I can tell you spend a lot of time in the UK. You're loving your set piece and your big boys up front.
1: <laughs> hey, mate, it, w- it wins the games, doesn't it?
0: Oh, 100%. You can't win the game
1: with no set piece. I've learned that the hard way watching, <laughs> watching Gloucester get pushed over from five minutes <laughs> scrum over and over again.
0: yeah London Irish were the same to be fair and the last game obviously disappointing again for the Moana boys another game postponed not sure how they're going to catch these games up but um, Chiefs will be gutted as well what was your prediction in this one if the game went ahead
1: yeah that's disappointing Um, I would have gone the Chiefs on top there uh, probably by 30 or not Um, but again I haven't seen a lot of the Moana and be looking forward to watching them play once once they um get over their COVID situation.
0: Yeah, sounds like they're all go for next week. So um Crusaders first up. That's gonna be a tough introduction to Super Rugby for them. Yeah. Gumbate could mm. oh, aside. Good Nihongo. And let's get to our fantasy teams. Um how did you go last week? Obviously you talked Great. up a couple of guys, Rhys Hodge, Pablo Matera, probably let you down. Um, where are you standing on the water lad ladder
1: Uh, not not great I'll I'll be the first to admit I didn't have my best round of fantasy rugby Um, but you know anyone that's played fantasy rugby before knows that it's a marathon and not a sprint (laughs) so uh, the key for me this week is just not to make too many rash decisions Mm. um Hodgie really did let me down but I'm I'm actually keeping him in, in my team this week um Gonna give him one more, one more show of faith, and um, I actually think he's gonna get the kicking duties this weekend. I've seen see that Tomo is at ten, and he's not the best kicker off the tee, so I reckon Old Hodgie might might be given the tee duties. So for those, for those fans that have followed my advice, just stay on it. Stay on it. Mm. One more week.
0: Yeah, well, that's the sign of an experienced player because a lot of players in your position would rage trade him straight away. Anyone who disappoints them, they usually like to get them straight out of the team. But a week is a long time in fantasy rugby, and um, there's no doubt that Hodge could put a big score in this week. And if you've traded him out, then you'll be more disappointed than if you kept him, I think. I had not a bad week last week. Obviously, Captain Geordie, uh, a couple of guys let me down, but um, I'm looking to make zero trades this week. Um, I'm going to back my 1st lineup that I picked. I've had to take my Chiefs guys out, which is a little bit disappointing because I was sort of hoping for them to rack up a few points this week, but I feel like I'm in striking distance to the leaderboard, and um, I'm not going to try and make my moves too early. I'm going to just try and stick sit around this area of the pack and um, save some trades for later on the year when they become more important but um, big decisions about who I'm swapping in I've had to, I've had to take Peter Umanga Jensen out of my side um, cuz he's on the bench but in comes Fatuli Paya who's going to be starting for me this week he's starting for the Highlanders only got 8 points last week but under the roof at Foresight Bar I think he'll be getting a few more this week but the rest of my team is the same as last week uh, in comes Big Tiaruwaru Kiriki, Tavita, um the big, drew a lock, gets through a ton of work, big ball carrier. Talked about him last week, but he's coming into my side for Brody Rotalic, who was outstanding last week, but unfortunately no game this week. Um the rest of my side stays the same. Any of you have you made any trades this week?
1: Yeah, I've been forced into one trade, as I had Joshuani, um as my starting ten and Lincoln McClutchy on the bench, so COVID's done me, uh, done me a transfer mm-hmm. there. Um, I've gone for Noah Lollisero. Um This is a bit of a differential pick for me. I've actually chucked the armband on him. I see it as a big opportunity for him to get some big points and for me to scoop my way up that ladder. Um, but other than that, I've ha- I've had to I've had to move Guzzler to the bench and use my bench, which I've got Holloway in at lock, and then I've made a luxury decision to start Roger Tuivasa-Shek in the midfield, and uh, for Tulipaya, unfortunately, he's um, dropped to the bench for me this weekend.
0: Interesting decision with with the Brumbies 10 to go the armband. That's a huge call. I thought you might have gone Hodgie, um, but good to see. I'm really stuck on my captain between Geordie Barrett and... Will Jordan, 50-50 for me. Will Will got an early sub last week, got no try, still managed 56 points. I think he might even go bigger this week. Surely he's going to dot down. Uh, He's playing under the roof again, loves it there, but, man, he looks sharp. His acceleration is just next level to anyone I've seen, really, on the rugby field. He's so electric. But Jordy, like we talked about as well, man, he was a beast. He's into everything. He's got the goal-kicking duties. I thought about it after the game, he was going to be my sort of set and forget captain every week when he's playing, but um it's it's a it's a real toss up for me. It's like taking me back to turbo and Tedesco. not quite sure who to go. um we'll just might be a late last minute decision depending on what mood I'm in come kick off.
1: Yeah, you're seriously making me uh, second guess my decision to <laughs> chuck the Brumbies <laughs> uh, chuck the armbrand on the Brumbies 10 there. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, um, <laughs> but no, I think I'll stick to. It. I'll stick true to it. I know I'm, I'm mid pack. I, ne- I need to make a charge round two. I'm, I'm going to burst my way up there and watch watch uh, in and uh, Will with uh, the fingers over the eyes.
0: Oh, that's going to be a tough watch for you. I feel like <laughs> you could be in for a double of negatives.
1: Yeah, no, it's the beauty of fantasy rugby, eh? You, you never know what's going to happen on game day, so looking forward to it.
0: Who's your prediction for lad of the week? Obviously, it's completely different to fantasy rugby, just the best player on the park.
1: Well, I reckon, um, just quietly, I reckon that Brumby's hook is going to score three tries, and you know what we say every week? The public love a try scorer, so I think he's a, a real dark horse for the lad of the week.
0: <laughs> the other thing the public love are Kiwis, though. It is a very heavily... Um, New Zealand followed Paige so um, <laughs> I think a lot of shout outs will be coming for the games that they watched um, and performances that they saw to be fair
1: This is true, poor old Ree is probably the most hated Australian rugby player at the moment
0: <laughs>
1: Apologies <Soddy. laughs>
0: Oh, Anyway that wraps up the second round of what'll add um, super Rugby Preview um, Hope you enjoyed it, if you do give it a share Let us know some feedback if you want to hear Anything else in the content um, We're just freeballing here and hoping that um, Some guests want to join us soon I had a few requests from some guys So hopefully I'll get you guys on shortly But thanks for tuning in Cheers Tommy